Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Thank you, Pastor Julius, for that moment of prayer. And thank you, worship team, for leading us in worshiping Jesus in a meaningful way. Thank you for joining us in celebrating Jesus today. And as we get ready to hear God's word, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. As we listen to your word right now, speak to us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. We all want to hear good, encouraging, exciting messages from others. For example, hearing that you passed exams or you've been offered a job or a promotion or hearing from your doctor that you're no longer ill, you're no longer sick, you can go home, you, you have been discharged from the hospital or hearing that your business idea has gone through, it's been accepted, it's going to be funded. Or in the case of a guy who has proposed to his girlfriend to marry her, hearing that word, yes, is exciting, it's encouraging, it gives hope. But in our world today, the common messages we hear are discouraging. They are discomforting. They cause anxiety and fear and, and hopelessness and confusion. So people need a message that gives them hope. They need a message of hope, a message that ignites hope in their lives. Now let me tell you, friends, the most important message that gives people hope, the message of hope that the whole world needs is the gospel. Apostle Paul declares in Romans chapter 1 from verse 16 to 17 that I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Non-Jews, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. What an encouraging message from God through Paul. Last week, we introduced a very important sermon series on each one, rich one. And we learned about God's heart for the lost. God's heart for the lost is that everyone who is a sinner, all sinners will be reconciled, should be reconciled to him. That is his heart for sinners, for the lost. Today, I want to talk about the message of the gospel. But before we talk more about it, 
What is the gospel? That is a good question. Simply, the gospel is the good news of salvation for humanity by grace alone, through faith in Christ alone. The Greek word translated gospel in the New Testament is euangelion, which means good news. In the ancient Greek world, euangelion was the message of victory, a message of joy, a message of celebration that a messenger, Angelos, brought and announced to people. So friends, when we preach the gospel, when we share the gospel with others, we are then playing the role of being messengers of God who announce, who declare, who bring good news to people like the angel announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. Let's now turn our attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 1 to 8, our main text, to understand more about the message of the gospel. Paul writes, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, as something fundamental, something, something foundational, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. When Paul was writing this letter, some of the people he's referring to were already dead, but others were alive. So Paul goes on to say, then he appeared to James, Jesus appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. What a powerful scripture, a powerful portion of God's word. Paul sent the message we've read to the church at Corinth a famous and prosperous city in the first century. But it was also known for sexual immorality. So Paul reminds Corinthian believers of the gospel he preached to them, which they believed. However, some people in the church did not believe that there would be the resurrection of the dead. So, what do we learn about the message of the gospel from what Paul says? The message of the gospel is that Christ died for our sins. Hallelujah. We need to give thanks to God for Jesus who died for our sins. Paul writes that what I received, I passed, to, I passed on to you as of first importance. 
as something fundamental, foundational. That Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. You see, friends, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the Garden of, of Eden, by eating the fruit of the tree they were forbidden to eat, sin entered the world and affected all of humanity. Sin brought physical and spiritual death, separation from God. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 tells us that when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says that your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Friends, it is important, important for us to be aware that the punishment for sin, according to the Bible, is death because God is holy and just. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 20 says that the soul who sins shall die. So in the Old Testament, people repeatedly offered animal sacrifices to appease God's wrath against sin. But animal sacrifices were unable to solve the problem of sin. Animal blood was not able to take away sin. But here's the good news, friends. God himself provided the solution to the problem of sin. Glory be to him. Paul writes in Romans chapter 5 from verse 6 to 8. When we were utterly helpless... Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed, demonstrated His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise for His love that He demonstrated for us by sending Jesus to die for our sake. Friends, we could not save ourselves. And no one can save themselves from sin. Religion cannot save you. Good works cannot save you. Nothing can save you from sin. That's why Jesus came and died for us on the cross. So, through Christ's death, we are forgiven by God. We sinners receive God's forgiveness. Through His death, we would deserve condemnation and punishment are accepted by God and we have peace with Him. Glory to Jesus. Through His death, we are set free from the bondage of sin. Through Christ's death, we receive eternal life 
and inherit the kingdom of God as God's children, as God's sons and daughters. Jesus deserves all the glory for what he did for us on the cross. Now listen, since Jesus died for us, we who have believed in him, who, we who are following him, need to tell others that Jesus is the only one who saves people from their sins. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 tells us that salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind but by which we must be saved, except the name, above all names, the name of Jesus. So, that is the message of the gospel. We need to tell other people, we need to share with those who have no relationship with God. That message is that, Christ, Jesus died for us sinners. Secondly, we learn from Paul's teaching that the message of the gospel is that Christ rose from the dead. He did not die forever. He rose from the dead. Paul declares that he, Christ, was buried that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. Friends, <laughs> Christ not only died for our sins, he also rose from the dead. And that is the good news that the world needs to hear. And we who have believed in him have received that news. If Christ died and never came back to life, our faith in him as the one who saves us from our sins, would be useless. Who would have no hope for life after death. Who would have no hope for the future after life here on, on, on earth. Who would have no hope for eternal life. Paul told the Corinthian Christians that if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Oh, the good news, ladies and gentlemen, everybody hearing, listening to me, is this. Christ rose from the dead. He resurrected from the dead and is alive forever. His resurrection is the evidence that those who believe in him, who receive him in their lives as the Savior and Lord, will also rise from the dead. To comfort Martha, whose brother Lazarus had died, Jesus told her that I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Oh, my brother, my sister. That is the message of the gospel we ought to share with other people. Our family members, our friends, our workmates, our schoolmates, our customers, our clients. Everyone needs to know that through Jesus, we receive eternal life. 
There is eternal life in Jesus. Our future after life here on earth is secure only in Jesus because Jesus rose from the dead. Death could not keep him in the grave. He overcame death and the grave for our sake. Hallelujah. Jesus rose from the dead. And that gives us hope for life after death. First Peter chapter 1 from verse 3 to 5 tells us that Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Listen to me, my brother and sister. As a believer, you're not going to die and remain in the grave. One day you'll rise from the dead and live with Jesus forever. As a person who has not yet believed, you have opportunity to give your life to Jesus and you'll be assured of eternal life, life forever in Jesus Christ. So, this is the message of the gospel. Christ died for our sins. And he rose from the dead to give us life. So then, what should we do? As a believer in Christ, stand firm on the true gospel. Don't accept any teachings that are not centered on Jesus and what he has done for us. However, however fancy and captivating they are. Don't believe any other gospel that is not about Jesus who died for us on the cross. Secondly, share the gospel with others, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Because Paul tells us that how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? We have a responsibility. We have a mandate from God as followers of Christ, as disciples of Christ, as believers in Christ to tell others that Jesus died for the sins of the world. Jesus died for us sinners, but he rose from the dead to guarantee us eternal life. So this week, I want to challenge you. Tell somebody about Jesus. Share the gospel with your workmate, with your friend, with your sibling, with your parents, with your children, with your neighbor, and anybody you will come into contact with who doesn't know Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. And may God help you lead that person into a relationship with him. Now, my friend, if you haven't given your life to Jesus,
If you haven't welcomed him in your life as your Savior and Lord, this is what the Bible says. To all who believed in him, Jesus, and accepted him, he gave them the right to become children of God. Today, you can become a child of God. By giving your life to Jesus, you can become a son. You can become a daughter of God because Jesus died for your sins. He took your place on the cross. The right thing you can do is to give your life to Him. Let me pray with you right now, wherever you are. So pray this after me. Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for laying down your life for me. You gave it all for me. Today, I make a decision to give you my life. And I want to live for you, for your glory, to please you. I choose to be your disciple today and as long as I live. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey!